All right. So, Pastor Greg, how optimistic, like, are you as optimistic as you talk? Because I've been kind of working with you a little more closely lately, and you seem like a very optimistic person. Is is it more of a faith posture? Like you want to speak out optimism and and hope because you you have faith that through Jesus there there is something to be optimistic about, or is it really a natural thing that that comes out nowadays for you? I you know I I wouldn't disconnect optimism from faith in in uh, in Jesus. Um, I was thinking a lot about that this weekend. Just uh, Philippians four you know, four through eight, my mental health is anchored in Jesus. It really is. I mean, I've got a lot of practices that I do, uh, but, you know, he uh, dealt with sin once for all. He uh, dealt with shame. It doesn't mean we don't have to deal with that stuff, but it's not, there. there is a solution. He said he'd never leave us or forsake us. He's going to prepare a place for us. Uh, he's coming back. I mean, it's like my hope is built on Jesus Christ. And uh, what's the old hymn? I was just thinking that. My hope is built on, on nothing, nothing less, less than, than Jesus' yep. blood and righteousness. And uh, I don't want to get spiritual on that. Um, but, yeah, you know, I mean, I, I deal with negative thoughts just like anybody else does. And I get frustrated at things. And... Uh, but I think my general bent is optimism. I don't know. You'd have to have a psychologist like, you know, somebody that studies that stuff to know whether it's natural or it's my faith. But it's kind of all it's kind of all entwined together. So what are some disciplines you have that keeps yourself engaged in personal accountability? Because it's one thing to say, yeah, I mean, I keep accountable. It's another thing to actually regularly practice putting yourself out there to your people. Whoever yeah, you're accountable to. Yeah. Um, I have probably a personal code of honor that I try to live by. I have people like Chip in my life that I talk to. Uh, I have other friends. Um, I, I share my doubts or my struggles. You know, I mean, uh, yeah, I've, I've got people around me. What would you recommend? To a pastor who is, because you, you encounter this all the time, I just want to hear you talk about it, though. When a pastor is sincerely considering quitting because of burnout, like I was thinking about this, sometimes maybe they need to. Like, are there times when you're just like, you know what, a after talking, maybe something that you need to step away from. But when someone says, Pastor, I, I, I think I'm going to quit. Yeah, there's a time and a season for that. But I would say the season to make that decision is not during burnout. We'll take those things separately since I already said there's a season for that. Success, in my mind, is at the intersection of fruitfulness and fulfillment. When I, when I find myself spending a majority of my time being fruitful and being fulfilled, there's success in that. Sometimes you are fulfilled, but it's not fruitful. In other words, hey, I like doing this, but nobody else, there's, it's not reaping the you know rewards in other people's lives or rewards in yours however it happens to mm -hmm. be and, and there are times when you're fruitful hey good there's it's up and to the right but boy i'm not fulfilled in those moments you need to analyze and i would say take a, a several month analysis of what's causing this how can i change this 
Are there things I can do differently? If it's a pastoring a church and, you know, we, we, we try some different things, mm-hmm. um, give ourselves a year or two to see where it goes. And, and if it doesn't, and if we're not at that place, uh, then maybe we want to do something else. And I'm not saying, hey, I'm not fulfilled. I'm not fruitful. I'm quitting. It's a longer process than that. But there, there is a time. There's a season. But in burnout, you don't see things that clearly. You're not able to analyze uh, properly uh, what is real and what is not real, what's working, what's not working, what's good in your life, what's not. So I would say don't quit in burnout. I would say uh, take a take a pause, push the pause button, do something like uh, come to the retreat at Church Creek. There's magic there. Magic's not a good word. There's the Holy Spirit, <laughs> but it's kind of like magic. But the, uh, and and then you know talk to somebody, see a counselor, whatever. Let's let's get the things in our life that cause the burnout or get a better perspective. I think in the Old Testament, and I, we use this in the book a lot, uh, the story of. Um, Elijah, you know, great success and yet led to burnout. So you can be very successful and and be in burnout. In other words, fruitfulness. He's burned out. Don't quit. Let's get some perspective. And then once we get perspective, maybe we need to do something different. But yeah. Well, how about we call it holy holy ghost magic? Holy ghost and per- magic. <laughs> in quotation marks. Since since Jesus proclaimed the gospel and the church was birthed, the hope has been the same. The message has been the same. But what's the best way the church in this season can carry it out in their actions and and proclaim it with their words in this culture? In our culture, I think our culture is really, really prime for the gospel. <laughs> we're, we're in a post-truth culture where, you know, I have my truth, you have your truth, and that all sounds wonderful, but it leads to nobody trusting anybody. There's a breakdown in community. You know, uh, we've got this um, polarization. Uh, nobody likes that. It, uh, it, in the words of the great theologian, my friend Chip Judd, <laughs> that doesn't live well. Yeah. Okay. Over time, that doesn't live well. We, if we do it right, our faith lives well. And I think what what we what we desperately need right now is more people uh, being a more accurate reflection of who God is and what faith is. And so, boy, I'm really hopeful yeah. about all of that because I think that. Uh, you know the the darker it gets, the be- the easier light uh, dispels darkness. So yeah, your hope is is good to be around. I'll just tell you that I like being <laughs> around your your hopefulness. Well, I'm not being baloney about that. I know I you're really not. Believe no, it. I know you're not. Yeah. I know you're not. I, I'm. That's not a natural wiring for me. So yeah. it's good for me to be around hopeful yeah. people. Yeah. What's one thing you want to improve personally for next year? So we're sitting here, November two thousand twenty-three. What's one thing you're hoping? You know what? I, if I could make some improvements in this area, here's where I'd want to start. It's in my my uh, probably. I want to make them in in every area, and I try to sit down beginning of the year because there's just the beginning of the year is like it's it's hardwired in to be a little bit more hopeful on that you know it's going to be better this year than last year whatever and i i try to uh, make a list of ways that i can improve various areas and some of them fall fall away you know like they always do and some of them i I get better at Uh, my physical health is is what i want to 
I really would like to, do, I, I want to lose some weight. I'm already starting to do that. Hopefully it's not one of these, I'm not doing a diet or anything, you know, so maybe it'll last. That's an area I really would like to improve. And I, and, and I want to, imp, I want to get closer to Jesus. I really do. I want to, I want the gap between when I'm like hopeless and hopeful to be narrowed. Yeah. 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 I think for the first time I had a very specific goal that I wanted to accomplish this year. And so far, so good. I've been reading a hundred pages a week. I love to that. this day since January. I so love it's been that. awesome. That's fantastic. I mean, it, it's, Amazing. Yeah, I it's, like that. It's That's been good. Great. Yeah. That's good. All right. How do you feel God communicates with you at this point in your journey? So I know that for me, in my earlier days of following Christ, not that I get it right nowadays, I can still miss it. But I think as a younger Christian, I was just, I was trying to figure out, hey, how, how do I know this is God talking to me? And it seems like at this juncture, I wouldn't imagine that you have it pinpointed, but you have way more experience. So do you feel like you're in a better flow at at this juncture in your journey with God to where it's just like, no, I'm pretty sure this is God right now. Yeah. I think I, I think I listen better now and there's way more room to improve, way more room to improve. But I, I think I listen better now and God speaks to me through his word. I love the word of God. I really do. And you know, I wish I spent more time in it because I, I really do. I love the word of God circumstances. I'm getting better at going, wow, let's not put a good or bad tag on that. Let's just kind of look at that. I don't do as well as I'd like to on that. I I still wow, I'm just thinking of some I'm I'm just thinking of some some areas where I again, I you know, what you see at the beginning is not necessarily the outcome that it's gonna be. Mm-hmm. For instance, I'll, I'll give you for instance. So uh, I had an office in this building where we're sitting right now. I went out to eat with some friends of mine on a Friday night, and they said, we'd like a copy of the book. This is when the book was first coming. And in fact, I think it was just before the release. And I had some copies in my office. I said, well, let's drop by the office. Nobody's there, and I'll pick them up. I went in, and I've got pictures of my office with no books, absolutely empty, and it's being repurposed for something else. And then my books are in a pile in another room. Well, I went crazy in my <laughs> brain. I did. I just... That way, I didn't sleep that night. I was mad. I was all this kind of stuff. And um, all these thoughts of, man, I've been here 35 <laughs> years and this is the honor I get. Right. And da 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 da. And just, you know, I mean, it was just like um, a wasted anger and period of time when I look back at it. And uh, the long and short of it is that office is now being re- I I would have done it differently. Okay, let's just put it that way. But that office has been repurposed to help a whole bunch of people. And I'm getting a little updated uh, office in the new building in a repurposing another room that wasn't being used. And it's going to be better for all of us in the long run. Now, I wish that when I saw what was going on, I go, okay, this is all right. This is fine. It'll all work out for good. I think the Bible says that. (laughs) And so I would like to get quicker and nobody absolutely nobody was dishonoring to me that nobody would that that wasn't even a thought in anybody's head but that's where i went first yeah. and so i got some room to grow yeah. uh, 
I like to grow more on that every day so that I go, you know what? This doesn't look good, but God's got a better plan and I need to get right into the solution side. I, you guys, if you, if you've heard me at all, you've heard me say that God is at work on a solution before you even knew there was a problem. And I, I need to get over on the solution side quicker. That's what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Do you ever fall prey to fear when it comes to the crazy things going on in our world with war, other countries, the condition of our own country? No, no. I do get sad when I see the, you know, what's going on in Israel and the whole Hamas thing and all of that. And, people dying horrific deaths as a result of what happened on that day when they invaded Israel and, and then the the Palestinian people that are suffering as a result of Hamas and it being blamed on Israel and all of that. I get sad with all of that. I'm not afraid. Maybe if I was closer to it, I might be, I, I don't get afraid with the, you know, what Russia does, fear is not the deal, I don't think. America, not afraid. I mean, do I like some of the directions that our country is going or does go? No. But my faith is rooted in Jesus Christ. And the church, the gospel has lasted for 2,000 years now and has gone through much worse. And, um, you know, I'm going to be okay. We're going to be okay. Will there be heartache? Will there be grief? Will there be all those things? Yes, 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 yes. People who say, oh, that's, you know, let's go to war or whatever. That's craziness. And I do, I probably would worry about my grandkids in situations like that if it was closer. But um, right now, I'm no, I'm not fearful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 because it feels like you're rooted in God's love. And I think about perfect love, cast out fear. Like oh, if, if, you're, if you've been that. perfected in, in love. Well, I'm not perfected in love. No. <laughs> I knew right when I was saying that you aren't going to, you aren't no. going to accept the perfected part. No, but. <laughs> I'm not perfected at all, but it helps. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. 